Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Today we're going to talk about chakras. Now this is really interesting for me and really kind of close to my heart because it's always an area that I've found since I've been doing myself journey or my discovery that I've always wanted to go into, but I've never gone there. So with me in the studio today, I have Lindsay back with us. Thank you, Lindsay. Hi. Hi. Love to have you back in the studio today. And especially because this is, like I was just talking to you prior, but this is a topic that I've always wanted to know more about And I've always wanted to learn it, but for some reason, I've just never put that time in. So I feel very fortunate and appreciative that you're going to come spend time with us today and walk through those chakras with us. Likewise, I feel really excited to be here. Sweet. Again. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about, so there's seven, correct? There's seven. In our classical sense today, there'll be seven. I think there's a, some other philosophies, but yeah, let's go with seven. Okay, so we're going to go with the seven. Yeah. And before we get started on the first one, and we'll kind of work our way through them, but explaining to someone, let's pretend this is so new and explain what is chakras really? I, when you'd kind of initially asked me the questions too, and I started thinking about it, I got very... Um, uh, textbooky about it, <laughs> which is interesting for a topic that's a bit more, um, yeah, it doesn't really lend itself to facts. But uh, I think we, as society people, have got really good at understanding our physical bodies and what to do to um, keep our physical bodies healthy. Mm-hmm. I think we're starting to get better at how to keep our mental body healthy, as you talk a lot about here on the podcast about um, what you can do to keep the noggin in good good health. Um, but what we might not realize is that there's this actual body that exists between our physical body and our mental body. So in yoga, yogic philosophy, whether you choose to believe this, but believe that we are multidimensional beings. So there's more to us than just this physical form that we chose to come here on earth with. And they think of the body as these sheaths. So in this context, there's five sheaths or subtle bodies that exist within us. So starting at our physical body and progressing um, further and further to less being less concrete. So the fifth they're called koshas, would be our bliss body. So totally with um, outside of us, but still within us. So is that like a, a spiritual evolving? Like, is that the process kind of or? Not dissimilar, but it, it, it all, it's always there. So our bliss body is um, ideas or intuition that come in through to us from spirit, universe, source, whatever you choose to call it, and then basically travel through to the physical body into manifestation. Interesting. So so not so much an evolution period, but more you can tap into each of those levels. Yeah. And you'll get, you'll start to see how the chakra system kind of works with that. 
um, the, so the physical bodies are first and we know it, we can touch it, feel it, we're in it every day. And then the mental body that we also, you know, we meditate, we learn, we, um, you know, do things to help our, our mental body, but the energetic body exists between our physical and our mental. So if we think as we're getting more and more subtle, as we're going towards this bliss body, there's actually something even more concrete between our physical and our mental body called the energetic body that we often are not aware of, totally miss, have no concept about. This is the first, honestly, this is the first I've heard. (laughs) And that is where our chakra system exists. So where the physical body intersects the energetic body. So it's a system that'll give us words, language that we can start to understand instead of being this kind of nebulous zone between our physical and mental body. So another layer. Another layer. Yeah, sheaths, layers. That's exactly what they translate to with kosha, the word kosha. So it's called our pranamaya kosha. Um, And prana translates to breath in the yogic philosophy. Uh, uh, You might have heard it called chi. I've heard chi before. Chi, same. So it's our breath. It's our life force. So it's an actual tangible uh, energy that's going on in our physical body. Um, Whereas in our mental body, thought is not, um, it's not something that we can grab onto, right? It, it, it exists, but it, it's not matter or form, where is in the energetic body, it is. So thinking of the energetic body for a second here, so like when you're doing, so some types of meditation, I know you're focusing on the energy throughout your body and kind of feeling the energy. So is that that's your that's, that's your energetic body at work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now at least I have some kind of base to where these chakras lie. Exactly. Okay. And so right where we're intersecting the the physical with the energetic is where these energetic centers are existing that they're calling the chakra system. Nice. Yeah. So that's a great foundation <laughs> to start us off. And then to say what, like there's seven of yep. them. So do you know anything? I don't know if you do. Do you know anything about the history of them or like where it kind of came from? Or There's a long of- history. Uh, like I said, we've got, we've got the book. We could go, <laughs> we could go into it. Um, and I mean, there's a bunch of different theories um, from the Vedic system. I think we might've talked about that in the yogic um, podcast where, um, or the episode where yoga uh, originated from so it's 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 old it's old and as I was reading it I I don't know if that's really necessary that we we it complicates it I think okay but it but it's ancient it's old it's been around for a long time along with yoga and uh and so lined up with the practice of yoga exactly okay so um Yoga, again, meaning union or yoke. So to unite the physical, mental, spiritual, become one. Okay. So let's go with that then. It's a, it's a bit more simple. <laughs> <laughs> let's start there. Yeah. And by all means, if we want to go to uh, philosophy and where it all came from, we can do that too. That sounds like it might be a whole other episode <laughs> I think so. though. Okay. So let's stay on track. <laughs> yeah. And let's go with 
the seven. So what we kind of want to do with the seven is we'll talk about basically what is maybe the chakra, go into the function and purpose of that particular chakra, look at maybe what blocks look like, how to support cleansing it or clearing it, Mm -hmm. and then maybe some misconceptions we can look at as well, and then some tools to help us along um, kind of tapping, would tapping into that chakra be applicable or opening up probably that chakra? Yeah. Oh, depending what, uh, what your chakra could be in an open or closed state. So, okay, so um, <laughs> then yeah, I, whatever you might need, but yeah, tapping in is probably tuning in, tuning uh, being in. aware. Okay. And even like talking and determining what it looks like when that chakra is blocked mm-hmm. and what it looks like when it's fully flowing and we're fully tapped into it and how that kind of shows up. I think that's, that's what I'm really, I got to admit, I I'm really been looking forward to this episode because it is something that I've, I felt I've been really drawn to as I've done my own work. And now I feel I get the benefit of having you who you've done the research, you've done the courses and you use this. So to get your kind of experience and knowledge and really kind of just hopefully soak it up today. So yeah, and I think that's a good um, intro to, so we've talked about our energetic body, but everything that we do is energy, right? In our in our relationships, um, in our exchanges, uh, at the most primal sense, like we eat food to give our bodies energy. So it's all just a big energetic exchange. Um, I think we've all walked into a meeting room or uh, a room with people and been able to sense tension in the room. That's energy. Or being around a child who's in pure joy like that's energy so and you can really feel those differences like I find sometimes I feel freaked out by it but I can really feel that shift you know like or people in in houses I feel it you know like it's so funny I was actually talking about it with a coworker the other day just about a house that I rented before I can remember walking in to the the um, porch and I just said to the landlord, yep, no, I'll, I'll take it. And he thought, it. he was like, whoa, lady, <laughs> go look around. And I'm like, no, it, it fits. It feels right. And I'm trusting my gut here. So that's interesting that you just brought up and energies and kind of can feel when it's maybe not going good. So like that tension or negativity and when you feel it flow and kind of that the love state almost or abundance, I guess is where I go. Exactly. And that, let's understand how that happens in our body since it's right there so close to us. We should be aware, know when it's optimal and when it's in its love flow state and use that. It's another tool. I think you call it your tools in your toolbox. So it's just another tool. But And that's kind of the exciting part is it's another tool that we can choose to use to help us to have that quality life. And for me, it's learning the seven and learning how to tune them or fine tune them or clear them. Then I think, wow, what a what an amazing opportunity to bring to our experiences to help us be that little bit more self-aware. Exactly. Um, I thought we'd do a fun exercise, though. Oh, wow. Especially okay. for people who maybe uh, 
don't quite aren't gathering the concept of energy um so I thought it's kind of like the proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> I love it. You're totally catching me off guard. I absolutely love this. Let's go. So um, let's do uh, both feet on the ground. Okay. Sitting up straight in your seat. Close your eyes. Let's take a deep inhale. Big sigh out. Exhale. One more, inhale, sigh out, exhale. Okay, let's extend the arms out in front of you, directly out in front of you, and you can flip the left palm up and keep the right palm down. And you're just gonna open and close your palms rapidly 10 to 20 times. Then let's flip the hands, go left palm down, right palm up, and open and close rapidly. And then we can release, take your palms um, to your, uh, about two feet away from each other. You can open your eyes. And then slowly start to bring the palms closer together till they're maybe six inches apart. And you can feel that pull or magnetism, and it almost might even start to feel like it's forming into a bit of a ball in your hand. And then within a few seconds, it kind of dissipates. But there's chakras in your hands, and that's, that's your energy. It's, it's measurable. It's quantifiable. You can feel it. You can feel it, yeah. And it's like I always associate energy with that heat. I almost feel like heat with it. And just... Yeah, it's interesting that you said a ball because it, it does. It almost feels like you a can, ball. You can take it and form it into something if you wanted to, right? Perfect start. So. Yeah, I, so that, I think that's cool. I, it's, you know, it's fun to do neat things. <laughs> well, and it's it allows you to, I think you nailed it perfectly, to then maybe practice it and then think and kind of have an idea of what we're actually going to go into and talk about today. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Great start. So let's, with that being said, let's jump right to the first one, the first chakra. And I think that's called the root chakra. Is that correct? It, it is. It's the root chakra. Um, so with each chakra, I will also give you the Sanskrit term. Mm -hmm. I think that um, using... Uh, I'm going to call it elevated language. It's not a, um, uh, I'm, it's not a hierarchy snobby thing, but starting to use elevated language, I think just brings us up into an energy that's um, more expanded, more connected. So root chakra is the muladhara chakra. So our first chakra, it's also referred to as. So muladhara, the root chakra, um, it's located at the base of our spine. So the 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 spine is a good uh, guidepost um, to where their the chakras are sitting within the body. So um, they are basically located up the spine where there's uh, 
major concentrations of nerves. Nerve ganglia, I think, is the technical term. So there's a high concentration of nerves, and that's where these energetic centers are located up the spines. And like when you Google, if anybody Googled the chakras, you see that image. You almost see the the image of somebody cross-legged usually and different colors going up and down the spine. So that's what you're referring to. Exactly, yeah. If anybody needs that kind of mental picture. Yep. So root chakra, um, also, uh, as we go through each of the energetic centers, so the chakra centers are also connected to, um, an endocrine gland within the body. Okay. Explain that. What what do you mean? So, uh, our endocrine system is regulating, uh, our, our biological systems are releasing hormones. So, um, each center, each chakra is associated with uh, with a specific endocrine gland. So I think that's just not that you would ever use this to, you know, if you were sick or if you had a thyroid problem, but just being aware that if there are imbalances within your physical body, that there could be um, another avenue for you to start exploring. So if um, that might kind of associate with that. So I will also give the endocrine gland... Um, that's associated with the chakra just as kind of another piece because that's something for me that I thought was a really neat connection, body, uh, spirit connection again. Absolutely. Bring it in. So um, for the root chakra, it's the adrenals, which are the tiny glands that sit on top of our kidneys. So I think right now a lot of people... Um, adrenal fatigue is something I hear a lot of people and how does that show up moving into its um, exhaustion Uh, I know myself I've gone through adrenal fatigue it's um, it's the the job of the adrenals is to release cortisol your stress hormone so if you're in a constantly stressed state and your body's always firing the cortisol into your system you eventually just start to get so depleted um because you're always in fight or flight. Your body's never sitting in that balance when you're in adrenal fatigue. Your body always thinks it has to. It's getting ready for um, to either fight, you know, biologically way back, way back when, or run, um, which leads really to the purpose of our first chakra is um, it's all about our survival instincts. So feeling safe, um, feeling grounded, uh, our most basic instincts from having a roof over our head, having enough food to feed us. Uh, a lot of people, if you have kind of, um, fear around money, it's originating in our root chakra. So it's our most, so it's not only it's the first, but it's the most kind of primal in that sense. And that's interesting that that's where the root is, you know, like, it just, it makes so much sense that it starts there. It's exactly like that evolutionary, the primal kind of fight or flight survival instinct. So that's interesting. And you'll notice as we go up, each builds on the next. So if we're not grounded, rooted, feeling safe, um, not fearful, we can't really evolve to the next 
chakra with the with the seventh being our kind of our connection to universe so the goal is linear like upwise so it can work it works both ways so you can work from um that in the what i've studied it's called the liberating and manifesting current so working up from your root chakra to um, the crown chakra is your liberating current, so starting to feel more spiritually evolved, and then working from crown down to root is your manifesting chakra. So taking let the, the most simple sense, an idea that you had come in and manifesting it to form. So they can work both ways, but again, each builds on the next. So if you're not feeling safe, or if you're fearful, uh, your first chakra is also your worthiness center. You're not going to be able to, you know, manifest an idea into uh, matter, I guess. And you're not be able to go to the next level, basically. Basically, yeah. So you said how the imbalance, really, of the root is your fear and anxiety. Yeah. So if you have, let's say, anxiety over a certain area, you mentioned money or survival. You also mentioned roof over your head. So if you have anxiety or fear, that would that be an adequate sign that maybe you might have to do some work on the root chakra? That Yeah, that would show up. I would be a block. Okay. So the root chakra is blocked at this point. Um, so your, your chakra can either be in an, in an open, um, closed, or uh, sometimes open means too open. <laughs> okay. So um, And if it's too opened with this root chakra, what would that look like? Um, I'm not. Uh, it's, it's being too in your body. Um, so not realizing that we have this connection going on to other, um, beings, universe, whatever. Well, yeah. Choose, choose your word. (laughs) Um, it's like you're too stuck in the human condition, right? Like my job here on earth is, to pay bills and diet. Well, no, that's not why we why we came we came to Earth. Do you know what I mean? And or it's choose. not. Let's let's frame it bigger so that more people can get on board here. It's not where you'll probably get your happiness or your joy from. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. being really almost confined to just your body as a singular would be a sign. Yeah, I think that's perfect. So not acknowledging the connectiveness with whatever you believe in and whatever is out there for you, or even with each other, really. Exactly. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Good to know. So then, now that we know what the block or how that shows up, how can we actually push past? What's our goal for this state right now? The working in the first chakra is one of my favorite Um the, so the element in this chakra is earth. Uh, so I've really connected with the elements uh, coming out of this system and how to use those um, and start to connect with those more, um, which is kind of what's where my work and study is leading me. So earth is the root chakra. Um, and so being in nature, and this isn't like, 
going out and seeing how fast I can get to the top of the mountain hiking. Like this is walking. Workout. <laughs> yeah, this is, we'll get there. But um, this is walking in nature, noticing the beauty, um, connecting with earth. So uh, taking your shoes off in the grass, really connecting at, at the most simple sense, um, feeling the earth, um, being grounded is kind is the word what I think we mean when we say grounded is really touching the earth feeling the dirt um, and what I associate with grounded is that presence the feeling of being I'm here my mind is here right at this moment it's nowhere else I am choosing for it to be here and when you say out in nature when I'm at that state out in nature I notice things like the trees like I notice how many crazy shades of green there actually are or how beautiful the wind might sound like it sounds so simple but I feel very present in the moment when I associate being grounded is that that's and I think that's you know when people go to the mountains and we're so lucky that they're right here you have this all of a sudden this presence because earth is kind of above you and below you with the mountains and they have this grounded feeling. People feel instantly at ease when they're out there. Very much so. It's actually from moving from BC, I did not think I would feel connected with um, Calgary at all. But I think within the first like month, I went out to the mountains and I was like, oh, I can do this. Instant, I find. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Even just driving, watching the mountains getting closer and closer to you, it's... It really is. Yeah. And it, it's almost like you talk about the feeling of something bigger. And I, I, you just are... For me, I got that. Like, it almost felt... And, you know, maybe this sounds a little woohoo, but I could only say what it is for me. It felt almost magical in a way. Like, oh, wow, the world is so much bigger to me, but yet I feel so much a part of it. I don't know. It is a, it's a beautiful feeling. The mountains are absolutely gorgeous. I think I get the same way with the ocean, though, too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the ocean, it's, um, it's still nature and being connected to nature. Uh, you'll see it's a little more connected to our second chakra. But uh, again, it's that what, how can you just connect with the earth? There are... Um, also, I'm going to call them more fun tools. Again, different people might get different things out of the the exercises, but there's kind of some tangible physical things that we can do too. So the color associated with the first chakra is red, so a really dark red. So starting to wear more red um, can make you feel more grounded. Uh, maybe you might have red in a in a in a bedroom or um it, for example in your office if you need to feel a bit more grounded safe truth using um using the colors there's also uh gemstones crystals i think we all find those fun because they're pretty <laughs> <laughs> but is it all crystals or like a certain one that uh, a certain crystal okay. so uh ruby um but if uh garnet stone is also that's the... actually my birthstone oh there you oh, go and some oh, serendipitous awesome. thing yeah <laughs> um, and it's january so january bringing oh i wonder interesting 
that sorry it just kind of yeah. hit me i'm like january is the first month root chakra is your first i don't know there i any linkage i'm here? not totally sure but absolutely there like, is a link there. there has to be and um they also link with the seasons Interesting. So to be, and to be honest, I'm not sure what the uh, first chakra season is. I know the second, but so for the f- uh, root so far, so it's that like even by wearing the red color, exactly, wow, just tuning into that frequency. Okay. Um, so by frequency, let's let's break it down. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean by again the energy? Okay. So w- color is just wavelengths. Um, that's why we can see them differently on different colors. Uh, so they have an energy around them. There's an, again, everything is just energy. So color has an energy associated with it. That's why we can see rainbows. Um, uh, that's why the sky is blue. Um, so you're just starting to tune that energetic body to the energy of the color. Nice. Okay. And so that's red for the root. Yeah. Like a really dark red. Dark red, and then you associate it with the ruby, the stone, yeah. or garnet as well. And then you mentioned going out into nature is something else. Is there anything else that you can help kind of be able to open that or really tune in to that root chakra? People, myself included, are really into the essential oils lately. Yep. Um, that is another way to connect kind of instantly to that nature because you're bringing that plant into your home so for the first chakra it is cedar the smell of cedar cedar trees Trees, root oh it's making so much sense so cedar oil you can use to kind of help you get there as well okay yeah thanks so then for the root chakra ways to kind of open it or activate it um, could be any of the things you've mentioned so far what about practices like is there anything like, I, I guess I always thought when you're talking about opening or unblocking a chakra, I always attempted or thought that there would be almost a meditation or something associated with. Is that? Absolutely. Okay. You could bring this into your meditation practice and you work with any one of the chakras and um, meditate. Um, you could do a visualization being in nature. Um, you could do a uh, often um, seeing roots growing out of your feet or from your back connecting you down to the earth um, so using any any of these you can find a nice mindfulness practice um, uh, walking meditation in nature I think you were saying how you notice the greens but really just paying attention not necessarily maybe talking but just being out there Noticing what do you hear? What do you smell? I would um, say that's probably one of the biggest meditations that I do on a more regular basis is walking and trying to be very present as I do it and taking it in. So nice to know now that mm-hmm. I've actually been doing some root work. <laughs> and you might even find yourself wanting um, to go there subconsciously, not even not even knowing um, that maybe you're feeling out of balance in your root chakra, but just knowing I need to get outside, I need to slow down, I need to be with nature. So your body's already doing that for you without it's craving it. Almost. It's cr- exactly. Yeah. So interesting. So just kind of summing up 
the root chakra here for a second. So let's say somebody's maybe feeling scattered, maybe feeling um, not safe, anxiety, fearful, maybe. Uh, and worthiness is a big uh, one in the the uh, root. So, so not feeling worthy of being here or being in your place or uh, being being loved, uh, being enough. Um, all of all of these things that tie into worthiness that is a that is ultimately bringing us back to a fear state of mind that we need to I think that's a big one too especially in society today that feeling of not measuring up or not being worthy or really comparing yourself like meeting it's keeping up with the joneses they always say you know so that's an interesting one. Social media. Social media, uh, yeah. inadequacies. Mm -hmm. So that feeling of not being enough, maybe we can start to allow our brains to go to, wait a second, okay, what are some things I can do to help work through this? And you gave us some. So the color, it's so funny by even incorporating the color into your, your wardrobe or maybe having, you know, some kind of, I don't know, I don't know why my head's going to a plant, but maybe a plant with that color. I don't know. Totally. Why not, hey? Totally. Why it's, not? Yeah. It's root. So it, let's it's go there. plant. It's, yeah, <laughs> nature. <laughs> so get out into nature as well. Cedar oil, you also mentioned, and just being able to really almost visualize yourself grounding. So you mentioned about visualizing uh, roots coming from your feet or your back and really kind of allowing yourself that stability, I would almost say. That's a good word. Yeah. Nice. So let's move on to number two. So yeah. going up, I think it's, is it the sacral? Is that correct? It's the sacral. Um, so big Sanskrit word here, um, svadhisthasana. Uh, so it's your sacral uh, chakra, the second, um, located in, I think, easy for uh, women. It's the womb area. Um, easy for women to kind of... Uh, ground truth that uh so the the endocrine system the endocrine gl glands here are the ovaries and the testes for men and women to kind of root into that area so again um if women are having problems in this area uh health problems can we start to implant some of these tools that can help you move through and again, never as an as a medical, a medical, yeah. but um, just awareness. Yeah, and I think, especially I find in a lot of my interviews now, you're just, we're just talking about more holistic ways. Not saying that it's an alternative or it's something you should do over medical, but it's something why not do it in collaboration with? You know? Exactly. It's if it's not gonna hurt you, yeah. give and give it a try. <laughs> Who knows what you might connect with, you know? <laughs> you mentioned it's with the ovaries and the testes. Okay. So almost below the navel. Yeah, kind below of the navel. Exactly. Um, so the second uh, chakra a function, this is all around our, um, our desires, uh, pleasure. This is where sexuality sits. Um, so people who might have... A sex addiction would have uh, an excessively open second chakra. Okay, so it would be almost too open versus too open. if you're maybe 
I don't know, sexually frustrated with that would be a, a closed, closed a okay. block in that area. And this is, um, this is at again, the most primal level because it is the womb and whether, you know, we, not that we were put on earth to have children, but we have the capacity to make life. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, this is more the biological sexuality. So less to do with, um, love, in in this area it's really more about the 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 actual act okay Um, so not so much the intimacy exactly so we'll you'll see that uh as we move up that starts to come in in other areas interesting Mm -hmm. as we go up in that evolutionary Mm -hmm. kind of way then you're getting into the more in depth (laughs) i I don't think in depth i mean sure maybe that that's yeah it's a word that has a certain meaning, but it, it's getting more subtle. It's getting a little, um, it's getting less tangible. So you'll even see that the practices as you move up are getting a little more, um, yeah, less tangible than going for a walk in nature. Oh, interesting. So um, more outside of ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, this is also our creativity center. So, um, yeah, creating art, creating music, creating podcasts this is where you can start to tap in and some of these exercises to boost your creativity okay interesting so if you're really creative maybe musically or maybe Mm -hmm. artistic like painting or something wise you're probably you're probably good in this area if it's flowing balanced yeah nicely or maybe if you're you know people talk about writer's block or not being able to paint as well so maybe that would be a kind of hint or an idea that you might need to do work in the sacral Totally. Okay. Um, this is also where our feelings sit. So it's it's a big one, um, I think, especially for women as well, because it is the womb center. Um, it's, yeah, it's our emotions. Um, the element is water, so it has a lot of flow to it. So you can kind of see how that works with creativity and feelings. And if we're having a lot of grip around our feelings or holding tight, we might have a bit of a collapse in the second chakra. And interesting, I like it how you're, you associated the first one with earth and now we're at water. So it's, yeah. So being... Um, the, so the earth, pretty concrete, like dirt is solid. Mm-hmm. Now we've moved up into this flow state where water will move and take on the container that you put it in. And so it's a very flow movement um, energy in the second chakra. And interesting that it's associated with creativity as well. Yeah, very fitting, I would say. So then when it's blocked, we already mentioned what that looks like, maybe that writer's block or that um, closed off sexually, mm-hmm. really. Um, so how, how do we open that up or how do we kind of get that in check and get that in balance? One of the easiest, quickest ways is uh, dance, to dance. So you're in flow, you're in creativity, um, you're, it's very um, uh, a very feminine center, so you know, having that kind of femininity, that yin energy in the dancing. Um, 
just kind of feeling the music kind of feel, going yeah with it. exactly so that's what we were saying if you have nothing to lose like do you have anything to lose by trying an ecstatic dance class well if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you yeah. <laughs> but but if it is then what why not right it, so, that's not going to hurt you <laughs> and interesting so that if you you notice something tangible like you you're not you're not enjoying your music anymore or you're you have that writer's block then why not try it why not try dancing and letting loose a little tiny bit and see if that actually impacts yeah interesting um another really easy uh way is being in water so baths easy i must be very good in this (laughs) (laughs) i live in the bath i think like there's something about epsom salts and bath that i find very i would almost say grounding as well or a peaceful whole feeling i think is what i get from it because you're adding that earth element with the salts. Um, you're in the, the the energy of the water, the flow. Um, you can even really start to amp it up for women and, you know, add rose petals and uh, really start to connect to the beauty. And it can start to become a really nice little ritual. Interesting, because I've heard people do that before, take flowers almost and put them in. Uh, and I've never, I've never actually done that. And I'm a huge bath person so maybe maybe that's gonna be put in to a, a little ritual there yeah often yeah. I'll save my flowers <gasps> that yeah. I have and let them dry and add them to add them to the water and it's, it's just it's a bit indulgent and it feels good and <laughs> like and who doesn't want to put rose petals in their bath <laughs> and especially if we're doing work on a chakra too like exactly once again why not kind of yeah it's an option easy yeah so anything else with regards to um, the sacral? Any oils or gemstones or anything? So our color here is orange. Uh, again, bring orange into your clothing, bring it into a room. Some people even just drape uh, orange cloth on um, their meditation pillow if they want to connect with an energy. It's like really simple things that you can just easily add in. And I like that because I've never, like, to be honest, I haven't really thought about just a color helping us tap into something or open something up. So it's definitely something interesting that I'm taking away here. The um, the gemstone is the carnelian. Don't and, know what that is. Um I haven't, it's not super common. And I'm sure if you do some research, there are other gems. This just kind of came out of the literature that I was reading, but it is an orange type stone. Um, I'm, again, you can. Amber, amber would be orange uh, too, would it? Or is it associated with something different? That's another, that's our next chakra. But um, I, I honestly think it's, do you connect with that stone for yeah. that spot for yourself? Then you should use it. Yeah, um, you'll intuitively reach for something, and if that lands for you, then I think you know you don't have to be so structured and be go seek out a carnelian stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good advice, though. Like sometimes we get so stuck and so rigid on what exactly, what recipe almost do I need. But sometimes it's not about somebody else's recipe. And that's kind of why I love this podcast and it's why I want to continuously do it is because you take little pieces from everybody's recipes and you make your own. Yeah. And so I love that you just gave almost a permission in a way, just 
whatever stone you're gravitating towards if it is a stone you know yeah yeah even if it is a stone yeah or maybe sometimes like i used to be really drawn to rocks too mm-hmm. like certain rocks that i found in the ground yeah <laughs> <laughs> a collector and then oil any oil associated with this one so it's kind of all of the um really beautiful feminine scents so jasmine um ylang ylang uh, clary sage is a big one. It's a so what's the balancer. difference there? So sage, or you said a particular type of sage. It's clary sage. Um, it's really good for balancing hormones, uh, especially the female hormones. Um, you'll, it, it's pretty common if you kind of seek so it clearly, out. So clearly. Clearly. Uh, C-L-A-R-Y. Anything else in the sacral? It can be a big one for women, especially to connect to that area. If you hadn't ever connected down into even knowing where do your ovaries like landmark on your body. So, um, yeah, sometimes if it's feeling uncomfortable to go into uh, one of these chakras more, just taking your time with it. Like you don't have to full on go in because it can be. It's different. It's new. Well, especially if you're tying it to emotions, I'm Mm -hmm. just wondering, let's say if it's blocked, you know, if it's opened, would you almost release a lot of emotion? Yeah. Yes. So it might be. Flow. Water can flow too much as well, right? Um, Floods. um, So maybe really emotional. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be a sign that maybe some work might. You might benefit for some work in that sacral area. And you just gave us some great tips. So with regards to the sacral uh, chakra, let's look at flow. So that water kind of element, maybe incorporating dance, just letting it loose. Can it be so simple as just like blasting your stereo in your car and doing some body movements? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Or when you're cooking supper or just, you know, like spending time with somebody else or even just by yourself, you know, letting loose, not being so rigid into maybe doing a routine or something specific. Just listen to your body, listen to the music and kind of go with it. Why not? What, like we said, what do you got to lose kind of thing? Exactly. Other thing you associated with was bats. So a little bit of luxurious bats, maybe uh, adding in the Epsom salt, adding in the rose petals you really talked about. So flowers, dried flowers that you're just about to get rid of. Why not add it into your bath and see what happens there? Orange was the color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gem, I'm, I'm going to get you to say the name again because I couldn't. Carnelian. Carnelian. Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing, I'm assuming here it's an orange colored gem. <laughs> and we could, I'm sure, do some research to find other stones. Yeah, other orange ones. But like you said, whatever one you kind of gravitate towards for that particular uh, also, smells was jasmine and clearly sage. Uh, and ylang ylang. Ylang ylang. Yeah. Okay. So some nice tips there to kind of work at uh, regarding that sacral part. Now, you mentioned for visualization with the root of visualizing your feet with the roots coming out. Is there anything that you kind of think of at the top of your head for this sacral, like a visualization that can kind of help you? I'm sure... Anybody can find it on the internet, so don't feel pressure here. Yeah, I think any uh, ocean visualization, like you'd mentioned before, um, feeling the breath kind of moving through the body as a wave might be really beautiful. That could 
kind of encompass your whole system. Um, really, uh, you can work with doing um, light visualizations in your body. So just inhaling and breathing uh, uh, the visualization of maybe an orange light into the womb or... So really focusing um, on that particular area of your body. Yeah, it doesn't have to be orange. You could Any color light that comes to your visual would be really beautiful. But focusing on the below the navel, the kind of womb Exactly, area. yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet, yeah. awesome. Then that's a wrap for the sacral. So let's move right in to the third one, which I think is associated with the solar plexus. Yeah. Perfect. So just basically right under the rib area is your solar plexus. Okay. Um, so Manipura, the third chakra. This is kind of the last of the chakras that'll keep us really in the body. Um, the... So it's kind of, we'll say it's the navel center and the gland that it is associated with is the pancreas. So I believe that's kind of on the left-hand side, just beside the liver, but feel free to look that up yourself <laughs> to, <laughs> to ground truth that. <laughs> but at least you know it's the pancreas, so yeah. you're associating yeah. it with that. Okay. Um, and the element here is fire, fiery. Um, it's all about our power and, uh, our will. Um, it can also be our anger center. So that fire burning up too much. Um, and along with our power, this is where our, our self esteem is. So if you're feeling powerless, um, you're not going to feel good about yourself. So this area is all about um, action. Um, it's about uh, how can we stoke that inner fire um, to bring ourselves so stoke, up. bringing it to a blaze. Bring it to a blaze. Okay. Um, but being careful because... Again, if you think of fire, it can be controlled and beautiful, but it could also burn wildfire, wildfire and burn, you could burn out. So if you're too excessive in the third chakra, burnout is going to be a, a huge one for you. So thinking about that, so thinking about, I'm guessing that's associated with it being too opened. Yeah. Once again, um, and you associated that with self-esteem anger really as well so if it's too open maybe you're really angry or would that be closed if if um well that's a good point um i would think that anger is going to be in the closed in the collapse but too open maybe too too arrogant there you go that's, that's a, a word that's a, a let's that's a, let's use that that's word. a good word arrogant <laughs> So uh, when we said um, down in your first chakra, like going for hiking in nature, this, um, again, it wasn't about getting to the top of the mountain the fastest, but when we're starting to work in our third chakra, this is when we want to tap into that fire. This is when we want to um, push ourselves. Exert? Exert ourselves. Um 
that's creating inner fire, right? Using exercise to create inner fire. Uh, it's also our core, our navel center. So core work that everyone loves to do. I know some people do, but it's not me. <laughs> yeah, it's not me either. <laughs> I'm always my weakest area. <laughs> Which is interesting because it, yeah, it's a whole other episode, but how it causes so many problems if your core is not strong, like all your limbs kind of. Yeah. Again, I think uh, men might tend to connect with this center, their power center a bit more. It's more natural for them to, and again, I could be stereotyping a bit here, but um, for women, like go out and run, sweat, tap into that fire, know that which you could can, be men too, like, which could, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just go out. Yeah, yeah. I find it's easy. We we all. We all have our attachments and we associate <laughs> certain qualities with certain genders. But in reality, like it's just, yeah, like using that exercise, getting out, running, sweating, doing that. And that's, yeah, a good activator of the solar plexus. And the, your core work will be core work was quick, easy. easy. That's, um, you know, doing a plank or going to a core yoga class. Um, easily and then that taps you automatically into your power center your self-esteem so suddenly you're feeling powerful it's so um, true, and you're feeling uh yeah more expanded and and just thinking about like when you're running so like you're talking about going for that you know you mentioned how the root was you know you're out kind of just walking and relaxing whereas the solar plex you're you, you are using that brisk almost pace to get up the mountain and that that breath almost that goes association with it but when you get to the top you you do have that euphoria oh nice nice word yeah Yeah. uh so our color is yellow um the gem is amber so (laughs) there's you were yeah (laughs) you're seeing into the future (laughs) and the uh smell is ginger so spicy So looking at the imbalance, that's when you can kind of get the idea that something might be off in the solar plex area. What's the word? I want. I would like to try to use those words because you're the Sanskrit word again. Uh, manipura. Manipura. Yeah. It does. It sounds. Yeah. I've never really tried to really bring in the. It's not an words. easy language either, but it just kind of elevates the energy to the discussion. Using those words. Why not? which again is linked to our throat chakras. And, <laughs> and we're getting there. Yeah, we're moving on up. So looking with the block or the imbalance, so that's basically when you're going to see maybe low self-esteem or maybe the exact opposite. That's a really arrogant kind of um, personality you're showing up that way in the world, let's say. Also anger, you mentioned. So maybe not being able to control it as much. Maybe outbursts as well might say something's a little bit off here misuse of power. Also, I noticed um, manipulation when I was doing some research here. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, manipulation being tied to this one. So when those areas might be maybe not in check as much, that might be, like we said, the indication to, hey, let's do some work in the solar plexus, which is located below the chest, you mentioned. Yeah, right, kind of below your ribs. Perfect. And then some things that you associate it with, or so those visualizations, let's say, would be more fire this time. Question here, what about having a fire, like a very 
obviously contained control fire, but like out in outdoors, out in the wilderness, um, having a fire, would that be any association to yeah, this? Yeah, easy. Nice. Right? Like, Because um, that's candles. magical. Okay, there you go. Some more things to help connect with it. Um, and you're kind of landing on what I'm starting to be more attracted to in the system is how do you work with these elements really easily and and balanced? Yeah. I think is as we're going through these, I'm looking at, well, I do, I definitely have subconsciously been doing stuff that I haven't really known that I've been working the chakras, but I'm definitely drawn to them almost like am I incorporating each of them equally so that I have a, a balance almost here? That's what that's what's going through my head as we have this conversation mm-hmm. and kind of what are things that I can start to do for myself to help balance that out a little bit more evenly. So you also associated the yellow color, amber for the gem and then ginger for the smell. So all some great ways to help you activate and almost get in line with that fire. Or, yeah, with the fire, so yeah. which is the solar plexus. And then I assume that visualization would be the fire, hey? I think that's really the easiest, quickest visualization. Um, again, you could do any kind of light visualization in that area. Directing your breath to that area is just really easy. Um, so that's something that you can do with all of them, hey? Because yeah, you mentioned yeah, how yeah. for the last one. So just focusing a light on that particular place in your body and almost giving it, giving it your time and your presence. In a yeah. Way. Okay, sweet. So that's a really quick and easy win that we can do. And so next up, the heart. So the heart, this is um, the brain of the system. I know we often think of, uh, you know, the actual brain be running the show, but in the chakra system, it's the heart. Um, so we've gone through the three lower chakras, then we have the three upper chakras and the heart sitting in the middle between them. So it's, 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 the, it's funny. It's almost the core, but we've already, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the, it's the heart of the system. Um, as when we did our exercise earlier with the hands, so the heart radiates out to the hands um so this is where a lot of touch healing reiki work starts to come in um just using that heart energy uh it's uh sorry the sanskrit is anahata um and it is connected to the thymus gland which is a small gland that's just below the the notch of your uh collarbone Tapping it is a really quick, easy way to activate it. Activate your heart. Make sure you're in your heart chakra. I automatically do this a lot. I tap. Um, so I subconsciously just started doing it there. Um, the element here is air. And this, not surprisingly, is all about love. But love, uh, it's the in the unconditional sense. So this isn't... Um, this is where I was talking about how the second chakra is not linked to intimacy and connection. Um, it's that's, more primal. Yeah, it's the more primal sense. Versus this is more the compassion, interconnected maybe? Interconnected, self-love, oh, love beautiful. for um, others. Uh, I, yeah, I think unconditional really um, 
kind of sums that up nicely. So it's all about our wholeness. Um, You mentioned compassion. That's, yeah, a really big one. Oh, the big practice here for the heart chakra are forgiveness and gratitude practices. Mm -hmm. So now we're into much more uh, subtle practices. So this is not that you can't use meditation for the 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 whole system but um i think you've mentioned you have a pretty big gratitude practice that yeah. you work with it is the land i live that's for sure so that's working in the heart chakra and it's interesting because i find ah, it's always so interesting the information we get and sometimes it almost confirms what we're doing or but yeah, my gratitude practice, I would say, has helped me with my self-love. And I say it's a huge reason that I have that abundance of self-love for myself, that I fell in love because I'm so grateful of the journey and the people and the interaction and my experience in my pace so interesting that they're tied together here almost very fitting (laughs) the quickest way to get to your heart chakra to be in your heart where if nothing else if we're acting from our heart chakra in anything that we do we're probably doing it right we're probably acting with integrity but the quickest way are to get there is gratitude and forgiveness so a forgiveness practice is so what um, would would like you're saying forgiveness practice so what what is that I work with a forgiveness prayer and I know prayer is not necessarily for everyone but um but basically it's words it's words yeah it could be a poem it could be be a poem exactly um we can we can name it whatever fits for whatever for whatever (laughs) you work with yeah the um Forgiveness, we could probably do a whole nother episode Which on I forgiveness. Think, and actually, Lindsay, <laughs> I'll get you on recording saying this. Let's come back and do that because yeah. I think that's an area, especially like there's so many layers. Forgiveness with yourself, I think is huge. And then forgiveness with everybody else, you know, for people along the way. So it's interesting you say that. So the prayer I work with starts with forgiving others for anything that may have been done to you forgiving yourself for what you may have done to others. And then it ends with forgiving yourself for any hurt you've caused yourself. So it's big. Uh, The heart chakra is, it's probably the the biggest one to work with again. So if it feels uncomfortable to go here, that's because things are probably going to start coming up. Um, Love is a big word for people. Uh, Forgiveness is a big word. Um, Feeling love, I think, is big for people. Like, I think, you know, it's easy to see in interactions. Almost people are afraid to, afraid to feel it, afraid to go there because I think with that they might associate loss or pain as well. So I think this is a interesting one. There you go. That's your block. That's your block to the heart chakra. Not being able to give or receive love. for So the way the chakras are showing up in our system are based on patterns. 
So whether they're learned, whether they're from childhood, whether they're from trauma, whether uh, they could just be personality traits, but how that chakra is showing up in your system, open, closed, depleted, which would correspond with being closed, are based on these patternings that we've had in our lives so far. So a closed heart chakra could be coming from many different times in your life. Um, you could have learned it and not even known uh, as or, a child. Or experiences. Like, look about most of us have had relationships that hasn't worked yeah. out, whether it's a friend or a partner. And sometimes that can taint us, you know? Like, I had to do a lot of work on that. I think I was always, you know, when I did my whole self-love journey, I was almost afraid to open it up and I had to kind of practice because you can't really feel that gratitude without having that abundance feeling of it's okay. Just, just feel it. <laughs> you know, you'll get through it. So interesting that that is now for me, what I'm taking away here is if maybe somebody is reluctant to love or open themselves up to love themselves or love other people and show that that might be an indication that there's some kind of blockage here. Yeah. So the heart chakra is a big one. It might not be the easiest to just explore yourself. This is maybe when you want to start bringing in if you have a team in place. I know I have my team uh, that can be your friends, your family, but maybe this is your uh, uh, therapists, um, energy workers, whatever you want to call them. But this could be a big one to go into on your own. So what do you mean by that being a team? So what's your purpose of getting your group or getting maybe that one person or two people, whatever it is? Yeah, that's your self-care team. Um, people you trust uh, who are going to help you. you. You don't have to do all of this on your own. It doesn't have to be an individual journey. And often uh, it, it can't be, right? It's We're here to have interactions with people. So finding what works for you. Um, myself, I do a lot of uh, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which is a tapping um, uh, practice. So I go see a woman who I do EFT with, and that's huge for me. That's fine. She's, she's on my team. <laughs> um, so basically it's people who help you do your self care. Yeah. Support that. Yeah. And I love it how you said, maybe it's a therapist, maybe it's a worker, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a partner, but basically being able to talk openly with, would that be your goal? Talk openly. Uh, yeah. And just not have to do it on your own. So I just want to kind of clarify, what do you mean by not have to do it on your own? What's your purpose to do here? Just so everybody's walking away with this. Right. Um, heal, forgive. So maybe forgiveness might be uh, a tough one. Uh, forgiveness for people from your past, um, things you feel guilty or shameful around. Um, and talking about that, bringing it up and, and almost... Like I associate when we say talking and using your team is letting it go. Healing. Healing. Healing, yeah. Getting back to that innocence. So, so I just want to make a clear distinction here. It's not about dwelling on it. It's not about rehashing it, reliving it. It's about bringing it up, talking about it, and letting, letting it go. go. Yeah. So allowing yeah. it to dissolve and be able to move on as opposed to still rehashing it over and over and over. Because I find when we do that, we relive it in a way too, right? The word that's coming in for me is freedom. Free. 
being free from past. And we're all, we're so human. (laughs) Guys, we all make mistakes. Yeah. It's okay. We're trying to learn. We're trying to learn from those mistakes and each other's. Part of that process is falling and picking yourself back up and being okay with moving on, you know, moving forward. And maybe that mistake has helped you show up in a a beautiful, more present way, you know? Yeah, it's all supposed to have happened and we're not doing anything wrong, but let's be free from judgment, harshity. Yeah. That's what's coming to me. Mm -hmm. Every, yeah, be gentle. Be gentle be with gentle. yourself. Be gentle. Be nice to yourselves. <laughs> and each other. <laughs> and each other. Very good. So letting go and really being able to look at that place of self-love and unconditional love for yourself and for everybody else, for those around you. And the ability to to go there and allow it to happen and allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think we get too scared to feel it push it down push yeah. it down oh, i don't i don't push feel that away. way I, I i don't really i don't really like them as if i say i don't really like them that much <laughs> it's going to protect me from hurt because yeah. i feel that's maybe what's lurking if i get too excited then scarcity is going to come in something that has to be taken away but that's our brain conditioned in a way so it's about letting that go and just enjoying that love letting it come in letting it flow and showing up yeah the, a heart-centered life. Sounds so easy. And it sounds like, honestly, as you go through each of them, there is a lot. You could spend years on each, I'm sure. Exactly. So each one has, each chakra has definitely a lot of importance for maybe an area in your life or once again, really trying for that balance, that balance within us and how we show up. And it's going to be a dynamic process you're gonna think i'm rooted i'm safe and then something's gonna happen you're like whoop nope gotta get back to my grounding practices it's it's i don't think you're gonna balance everything out and then once once and it's done i'll be off, off we go <laughs> but that's important so that's why i really like doing this episode of going through each of them and now maybe realizing oh well, maybe this is an area I need to work on. So looking at the imbalance here, so that's that reservedness. You don't want to love the scarcity almost. Would it be almost linked to depression in a way? Because you're not feeling that love. You're not able to really go. Yeah, and I think depression is often linked to um, past. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, holding on holding on where anxiety can tend to be about the future so um, it feels good okay so maybe if you're noticing that and now the abundance of this that when it's too opened what would this look like any idea I'm not sure that uh, the heart chakra I'm sure it could be too open everything is great and we're just not willing to see the ugliness that exists in the world and just you know, sunshine, flowers, and yeah. Sometimes in ourselves. In ourselves, yeah. Right? Not, would that be maybe not, maybe not being realistic with ourselves and where we need to actually put the work and the self-discipline to actually get there. Okay. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Um, And then color. Ooh, color is green, which I love. That's my favorite color. Mine is like 
bluish, so I'm waiting to see. Oh, where are we getting? Where, where, where do I lie? <laughs> okay, so green associated with this stone. Um, stone is, there's a few, uh, emerald, and we don't all have emeralds kicking around, so uh, tourmaline and jade. Jade's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Our smell is lavender. And then any element. Well, I guess it's the heart. Oh, it's air. 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 I'll be taking notes as we do this. <laughs> and I guess um, if you just think about an element and uh, so air, we obviously need it to breathe, but air can be really um, destructive. Wind can be destructive, right, too? So forceful. There's some ca- yeah, forceful. There's some caution there. Okay, so ways to know we might have to do some work here is, like we said, that inability to be able to open yourself up to love yourself to love other people maybe really holding on to that past so we mentioned about the depression so being able to really show up um, air you associate it with this one love unconditionally I like that mm-hmm. let that be the motto here love unconditional to yourself and to each other um, so self-love that wholeness forgiveness letting go guys we're all human we all make mistakes. Guess what? We're going to make a lot more. Be gentle with each other, with yourselves, and allow it to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, gratitude practices, which is my my favorite and my go-to, that is my place of self-love, is my gratitude. Uh, you also mentioned the color green, emerald, and jade for the stone. And I love the smell of lavender. So allowing that. So now just giving ourselves that quick, quick win for meditation wise, what, what's kind of a tip that you would do to help open yourself up here? I do a gratitude practice. Okay. Yeah. So that's where you'd go. Yeah. Okay. And any visualization that you might associate? Um, I mean, it's beautiful to get into poses where the heart is really exposed and open. Uh, so even laying reclined on a bolster really exposes the heart and just, uh, having some nice long, deep breaths into the heart. So anywhere where you can get where the heart is up in the forefront, not, you know, as we curl in and let the heart sink back, whether that's from working at a desk or retreating from having a closed heart but any um there's a lot of beautiful yoga practices there's a whole heart opener series um camel pose uh uh, full wheel um but yeah just laying gently on a bolster having the heart up and forefront so really seeing it as shoulders back shoulders relaxed relaxed yeah not caved in or not you know like yeah, hunched over almost. So allowing your shoulders to go back and really stick out your chest. A little yeah, bit. leading with the heart. Uh, so uh, even envisioning uh, a small string from the heart center, pulling that forward. Nice. Okay, that's a perfect way to, to end off with the, the big heart chakra. Okay, so next one, moving into the throat Yeah, these are, so these are our upper three chakras and they're going to start to get a little less um, concrete now. So the throat chakra, easy landmark on our body. I think everyone can do that one. Um, So the center of your neck. Center of your neck, yeah. Um, 
Sanskrit term is Vishuddha. Um, and your endocrine gland associated here is the thyroid. And I guess just to bounce back here for the heart one, we didn't really talk. Was the thymus gland? Oh. The endocrine gland for the fifth chakra is the thyroid gland. I don't really know much. About, I always hear the term thyroid, but what does it do for us? What's it's, its purpose, responsible really? for a lot of the systems um, in our body. It's the more I look into it, the more I see thyroid is connected to almost everything. It's associated with adrenal fatigue. So it's providing us energy. Um, so people who have too much uh, of the hormone that comes from the thyroid can be really th thin and um, struggle keeping weight on. People who don't have enough can struggle with weight okay. problems. So it's, it's a big regulator in the body. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so not surprisingly, our throat chakra is our communication center. Makes sense. Um, and the element is sound for the throat chakra. Uh, also in this area, though, is our creativity again. It's coming back. Um, w words and sounds are how we bring ideas, thoughts, images into the world is through sound. So our ability to be able to communicate that out, whereas before it was almost feeling the creativity. Exactly. Now we're being able to communicate that creativity. There can be also a lot here about speaking up, communicating your needs, communicating what you want. An excessive chakra, throat chakra, might be somebody who talks too much. A closed might be somebody who doesn't talk enough, who's quite quiet. Uh, again, these could just be personality traits, but if they're not, what patterns uh, can we notice in our life that might have led us to this? So almost point? like that word vomit. <laughs> word, yeah. <laughs> for, for opening up too much. Like when you're just, what's the purpose of your words? What, what are you trying to communicate here? Maybe really focusing on that, I mm -hmm. can see. Mm -hmm. And then Focus. the inability to be able to, I like what you said, ask for what you need, communicate it actually use words, actually speak up. Sometimes we have these big thought processes, but we find it hard to actually use our voice and speak them out loud. So that might be an indication that some work has to be done within the throat chakra. So we can see how if the heart, if we're not built on our worthiness and self-esteem and everything that we've worked our way up through. The fear. The fear. Being the root, yeah. You won't be able to speak your truth. Totally makes sense. So singing, art, and creativity is really big in the throat chakra to exercise it. Um, some people, or you might go on a podcast when you're <laughs> working on your your own throat chakra and <laughs> and having that realization. Yeah. Um, but being able to put words out there as opposed just to the internal. Yeah. Okay. And practicing that piece. So imbalance would be that shyness almost withdrawn or that arrogance coming back up, like mm -hmm. that increased kind of word vomit, almost like holding people hostage. I always <laughs> see that, you know, when somebody's just like shooting words, Yeah, that might be an indication that it's a little bit too opened or... If you're too shy and not speaking up, that maybe it's a bit closed off and you might need to do some work there. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so great exercise is uh, singing. And I know, again, people will probably have some reactions around singing, but uh, a beautiful spiritual practice is mantra. Uh, so the repetition of these Sanskrit words, which hold this energy, like we've been trying to do here using the Sanskrit and repetition of the words. Um, so would a technique or kind of like a meditation be to just say the word? The and Sanskrit that's, word? that's your, your, um, oh, say the word of the, uh, the, the chakra, chakra. itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could instantly... Um, there are actual sounds, uh, the, they're called the seed sounds that are associated with each of the chakras. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you could do a quick Google that would come up with these and repeating those sounds in a mantra repetition. So mantra, once again, just for everybody, it's just those words that you associate with maybe like, uh, almost like a phrase. Yeah, that you're repeating or I don't know why manifesting is popping up to me, but like it's that repetition of those words and trying to really connect groundly or soundly to those words. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, kind of formal uh, mantras out there. Um, And you can also make your own. You can make your own. Absolutely. Um, So it's using your voice and connecting uh, really quickly to your throat chakra. So again, going back to those seed sounds, um, being in the tub um, and repeating the sound of the chakra that you're working with, that seed sound, um, just because it has that kind of echoey feeling in the tub, that's a fun practice uh, to connect you. You feel the vibration of the sound through the body. Yeah, there's another thing, you know, that I have to wonder totally off topic but the vibration it's interesting too there is absolutely um something behind the vibration of words uh specific mantra practices the way you even say the words um with the vibration will influence how much uh how much you are connecting with that energy of that kind of holy word okay Okay, so we have uh, the communication, so sound, creativity, singing, and really practicing speaking up, putting words to those thoughts and actually communicating those out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with regards to the throat chakra, is there any, what's the, what's the gem? What's the color um, for these ones? Color is bright blue, so really vibrant blue. Uh, not surprisingly, the stone is turquoise. Oh, turquoise. So, okay, that light, I get what you mean. Uh, what about essential oil or anything like that? Uh, frankincense. And I don't know if you have any experience with frankincense, but um, it's a resin. You can buy it in a resin form and you can smudge with it in your home. And it is my most favorite smell ever. I don't think I've ever smelled it. It's... I, I can't even, it's, it's earthy and uh, it's very fragrant and it's beautiful. And um, I highly recommend if you can get some frankincense for your home. Okay. Uh, it'll also come in an essential oil that you can use for all kinds of purposes. Um, you realize today now my whole 
purpose will be to go out and get each of these <laughs> essential because I can't do perfumes. Like I get really impacted. That's the same. Yeah. Throws me off. So essential oils, I find almost like freeing and I find it almost creates my own bubble so that I don't have to have to smell perfumes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't wear perfume okay. anymore. I use essential oils yep. and and look um, at that. We're we're actually working on our chakras as we use those essential oils. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so looking at bright blue, that's the color we're gonna focus on here. Turquoise being the stone and frankincense being the essential oil. So any visualization here or anything like that that you would give for the throat? Or once again, you already mentioned how we can focus the light in that certain chakra area. But anything else, quick win that you would go to for your throat chakra? Again, like the heart, getting the throat exposed. So often that will come along when you're doing heart openers. Your throat will also want to open at the same time. So getting, yeah, some openness there because we are, again, always kind of heads down, putting some constriction in that throat area. So maybe lifting the chin up. Maybe lifting the chin up. up. Interesting. I'm sure that's going to connect with the next chakra as well <laughs> as we tilt our head back. Okay, so the next one, second last, so we're on number six here, and that's going to be the third eye. Now, I got to admit, the last two, third eye, and I think it's the crown is the next one. Those are ones that, for some reason, I continuously come across, want to know more about, want to get feel more connected with. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where my concentration is going to be, that's for sure. But for the third eye, let's look at that for a bit. So third eye is Ajna Chakra. Um, So the area between the brow bone. um, Again, like I mentioned for the heart, I often tap my third eye. Just a quick, easy connection to tap into your intuition, um, which is kind of what the third eye is all about. The uh, endocrine gland here is, it's the pineal gland. It's not super well known. Um, It sits kind of halfway, um, so it's in our brain, and it's basically halfway between the ears and halfway between the crown and the chin, so right at the center of the brain. It's a really, really tiny gland. Um, Again, it's control so much of the system um it in history has often been referred to as an eye so that's why it's relating back to the third eye uh and third eye is all about our what do we see for ourselves and intuition so intuition such a big word mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what does what, let's break it down what do you mean here intuition I always go back to um, it's trusting your gut, which again, oh, we're leading back to our power center in our uh, solar plexus. But it's it's um, trusting that you you know the answer right away. Or when people say if you're taking tests and the first thing that you think it is is usually the answer we're always being fed from source universe whatever you choose to decide to call it um information that's telling us what to do and it's being able to listen to that and tap into that and know that you are connected 
Uh, so third eye is all about to see. So it's vision. I think the the business visualization is uh, you 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 envision a business for yourself. So being able to really essentially trust your gut and tap into that interconnectedness and trust that you know what's right and go with that. Mm-hmm. So really simple, but not simple at all. No. <laughs> simple <laughs> words, bigger meaning. Bigger meaning. Huge meaning. So the imbalance of that, what might that look like? Not being connected to that intuition, not listening to it, not trusting it. Not trusting um, it. Yeah, I can see Yeah, that. trust would be a big one there. Um, and not seeing. Maybe not allowing yourself to go there clarity not having the clarity that's it yeah clarity because you you say third eye so i go you know um clarity and clairvoyance would be associated with the third eye if that's something again that you are interested in or believe but clairvoyance so seeing the future for example and in a way trusting your intuition that that is your future Mm -hmm. so gemstone or uh, oils associated with and the color I guess with the third eye color is uh an indigo blue yeah knew that was happening <laughs> <laughs> um gemstone is lapis lazuli so this really beautiful blue stone um that's one of my favorites kind of hoping it would be sapphire gotta admit like, maybe that is yours I know I feel it is <laughs> <laughs> that's the stone I gravitate towards uh also quartz Clear quartz. Oh, yeah. I got a whole drawer full of that upstairs, so that could be why. So the third eye is really about realizing and starting to see that we are connected. We are multidimensional beings. Um, We are being fed source energy. Uh, We are being guided. It's starting to see and realize that that bigger connection is actually going on. So it's not that ground it that uh, kind of easier to understand comprehend you're now talking more towards the spiritual side of things yeah a bigger a trust almost with the the universe that we're we're all playing you know our we're all interconnected let's say exactly okay and the sense associated with it frankincense i think would be a big one here and because it is about your intuition trusting what you think you need for an oil here I oh, think oh so work once really again nicely. not so yeah not so much concrete yeah okay so looking at the third eye almost knowing when it's a block uh, you're not really trusting your gut here you're not really trusting that that sense or that visionary aspect of yourself not really being able to envision maybe what your future looks like or what your purpose is in this piece of the journey I liked visionary. That was, yeah. Especially because you're seeing the third eye too, right? So, okay. And then what would maybe it being too opened? I'm interested. What would that, do you think, look like, show up as? Again, like we talked about uh, being too in our bodies and kind of the human condition, being too open in your upper chakras, I think would be even the same for the crown chakra, um, is not connected enough to your physical body um it's it's a disconnect right like always being out in meditation space or out in the ethers so almost being the reverse like we were saying not exactly uh, being able to go there now it's 
you're living there too much and not focusing maybe on the day-to-day, the presentness. The presentness. Because we are humans here on the earth having an experience or you wouldn't have chose to come here to experience that. (laughs) Okay, so things that we can look at when we might be blocked or maybe just some a work that we can do around the third eye that's going to be, you, you mentioned the tapping. I always like the tapping. I associate with the tapping with, um, I used it before writing exams. Mm. I used to do a lot of tapping to present myself and kind of let go of some of the anxiety too. So that's where it goes. Uh, but tapping that third eye, you also associated at the indigo blue. So that's the, the deeper blue and then quartz as well being one of those. Now the frankincense or you mentioned another one as well. I think we're going to use our intuition on this one. Oh, inter- <laughs> nice. So tap in and actually use that. Go to the sense that you're drawn to. Trust that you know mm. what sense you need. I like that. Perfect. Okay. And then last but certainly not least is our seventh chakra and that's going to be the that's going to be the crown chakra. Sahasara. It even sounds great. Um, Yeah, so top of our uh, system, just located right at the top of the head. Again, um, you can see I'm tapping mine automatically. They can't see, but I can see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Um, Just tapping brings um, an awareness to the area and automatically um, brings you into that energy. It's also associated with a lot of the energetic meridian lines in Chinese medicine, but that's here nor there. Endocrine gland is the pituitary, so sits not too far from the pineal gland in the brain, but um, it's a bit of a bigger gland. Again, the whole endocrine system is controlling our energy and releasing hormones basically to sustain us. The function here is when I was starting to think of this, the word that came to my mind is consciousness. It's thought. Um, Yeah, consciousness is the word. And I know that's um, uh, a big word uh, because we can be unconscious and have things going on that we don't even know are happening or we can be subconsciously. Um, Or we could be aware and open um, having thoughts what is also um related here at our crown is the bliss feeling so other uh philosophies might refer to this as refer to this as nirvana um enlightenment uh i like bliss because it doesn't imply um, a destination it's almost more of a feeling that people can reach and lose and reach again exactly so um through meditation, we get to this bliss state of nothingness, ultimately. Associated with being so, just being present, connecting. You're totally open. Um, there's a reason it's right on the, the top of our head. If source or universe is above us, easy access to the crown chakra. Which is funny that it's associated with the consciousness. Um, Very fitting, let's say. It's about... Knowing, um, understanding again that we're both a human with a soul, uh, going beyond our ego, um, getting out and beyond the ego that can limit us at times. 
once again, I associate with consciousness, connection, almost whatever entity you believe, mm-hmm. but having mm-hmm. that connection. Yep. The color is, uh, it's violet or often it can be just white. So pure light consciousness, white light. Okay, so violet, we're visualizing the color here, if we want to do that work. Uh, and then also with stone, any particular stone? Diamond. <laughs> uh, but also the amethyst. Interesting. Very interesting. Let's just say the last purchase of my stone <laughs> was amethyst. For your bliss body. Okay, so amethyst and then any essential oil associated here? Um, or? So this is myrrh. Oh, okay. Again, frankincense and myrrh, they both have these smells to them that are otherworldly. They're, they're amazing. I am obsessed with both of them. And so. it's funny because I have a pretty like extensive essential oil collection, but I don't have either. So um, I really like buying the um, the resin form of both of those. So... Um, it's in a solid form and then you heat up the charcoal disc and let the smoke come off of the resin. It's kind of my favorite form of using both of those. Okay, so the myrrh sense you've associated, anything else to do with the crown chakra that you could visualize or relate to if you're trying to do work here? So your practice here are your devotion practices. So what are you devoted to? Um, and that might mean, um, what are your rituals? Um, it can even mean looking at what is your relationship to the word devoted. And what do you want to give space to? Exactly. So, uh, and and, because those are kind of your non-negotiables. You're devoted to your ritual practice every morning, whatever it might be, uh, every evening, however that might look. So devotion that's a it's a big word uh worth i think exploring because it's gonna be different for everyone okay and knowing that that's okay Mm -hmm. just find what it means for you and go with that and again if you're if you have problems with um being like well where would i even start you know start seeking out your team and finding those um uh, teachers, guides um, that can help you with this stuff. And just have a conversation. Having basically. conversations. Yeah. And so the imbalance of it, I'm interested. Almost like a disconnection with your spirit. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So dis- disconnection with your thought too, maybe? Yep. Okay. Yep. Sweet. So just noticing if you're maybe closed-minded, maybe oh, yeah. disconnected. Yep. Maybe it might be some work you want to do on that crown chakra. So like you said, you always go to tapping, which I really like. It's a quick initial, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Let's put our focus here. Yeah. Uh, you associate it with color violet or the white light. Okay. It's a good one to associate. Diamond or amethyst. And then the myrrh scents as well. So always knowing that you can also associate or visualize that color in that particular area and doing that meditation in a way too yeah bringing that uh the white light so pure consciousness and using that 
as a whole uh, kind of chakra meditation. So cleansing the white light through the channel. Um, you can find lots of guided meditations out there that will do that for you. Um, that's an awesome practice to start to balance the whole system. To do work on every chakra. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to necessarily focus, focus on, on one. one. You can, would that be like in li- aligning or balancing yep okay yeah sweet so you could do the same thing um if light is a visual that doesn't work for you breath uh use guiding the breath through to each of the locations um i think they're pretty easy to landmark in the body so just guiding the breath down to each and especially with the internet too right being able to google get that visual picture so you can bring that picture in your meditation in your mind as you're doing those practices it's huge Lindsay, oh what can i say (laughs) thank you so much for sharing space and talking about this i like i said this is something that's it's been close to me and i haven't really made the space for it so i'm very much appreciative that you helped me and allowed me make the space for this i see very important balancing kind of approach and technique and ability that we all have within us to do. It's just about learning about it and learning maybe what area we need to focus on or how that balance can actually show up and what that looks like. Exactly. Another tool for transformation, growth, evolving to, you know, our highest potential that we can be. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Nice. Evolving to the highest potential for ourselves, right? You know, and creating that space for it and getting all those different tools to help us get there um, and help us along that journey. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. (laughs) Uh, So guys, that's it. That's a wrap. So we looked at all seven chakras today. So the root being associated with the red and nature. We also talked about the sacral, which was more of that orange color uh, associated with the water as well. We also looked at the solar plexus, which was that fire. We talked about exercising, maybe uh, lighting that fire within, that core work. The heart was the next one being that center focused. We looked at the unconditional love and really looking at the self-love within you, the wholeness, forgiveness, gratitude, being able to let go and open yourself up. Throat being the communication, that sound, once again, linking back to the creativity, being able to really speak your truth and speak up. Next up was the third eye. We looked at how it's the indigo blue and the quartz. Also trusting your intuition. So that's really kind of opening yourself up to visualizing what is that next place for you? What is that ideal place for you? And then lastly was the crown, associating it with that violet color or the white light, diamond or amethyst, and really associating that with that consciousness, that divine connection, whatever that is for you. So guys, thank you once again, as always, for showing up and tuning in today. Hope you were able to take some tips and tricks from today's episode, just about how to balance yourself and how to be aware that maybe you might want to do some work in one of these areas if it seems a little off balance to you. So thanks guys for listening in. Don't forget to rate or review the podcast. I would absolutely love to have the privilege of hearing from you. 
And as always, go and have yourself an absolutely amazing day and never forget it is up to you to power yourself.